Welcome to the This Gay Wear podcast. To be this good takes ages. This is Chris, and over there is... Me! Ashley! Hello, everybody. Do you recognise what that was from? Uh, I've heard it. To be this good takes ages. No, I don't remember. I definitely know it, but I don't know what it is. What is the word ages backwards? Ah, Right. It was. It's from. A, it's from some marketing, is it? Yeah, it was their early to mid, I guess, nineties um, advertising campaign to be this good takes ages, and then the ages spun around. It was Sega. It sounds like an advertising campaign for an extra mature cheddar cheese company. Yeah, I can cave that. aged. Cave aged. What's that mean? Cave aged. Aged in a cave. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we going to go? We're going down a, a little cheese rabbit hole, are we? Well, you don't really like cheese, so I, you wouldn't I, know about these things. I hate cheese, so I wouldn't know at all. There are multiple cheeses that are aged in caves. There you go. There's the. Does does the cave end certain je ne sais quoi to the cheese? It literally does that, yes. It adds a certain, I don't know what bacteria. Ugh. And that that's how you get different flavors of cheese i mean that's how cheese works especially blue cheeses you have to introduce some bacteria from one place or another some people inject it in and some people um put it in a cave sounds absolutely vile i think there's a uh oh, cornish yarg there you go cornish yarg is i think that's aged in a cave but it's also wrapped in nettles and it's very nice Ooh. it's very nice it's very nice just to unpeel it with and gloves then no, <laughs> no, no, you don't. They're, uh, I don't know what they've done. Maybe shaved them before you've they've put on their cheese. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. There's a brief foray into the world of cheese for you. Great, thanks. Further into cheese than you've ever been. Really is. How are you, Ashley? I'm very good, yeah. I mean, I quite happily spend the rest of the podcast talking about cheese. Yeah, I would. We had a very good baked brie over Christmas. It was, whew, it was very nice. Looking very lusty thinking about it. Yeah. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I suspect you're not going to be quite so good in a few minutes when I reveal what the episode's going to be today. I am quite all right, actually. I'm prepared. I've tooled up. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for combat. Well, so You've got some idea because I said that it's the uh, the month of Sonic and Mario. It's a Sonic game. It is. You also slipped up because you've put all of... You've listed a multitude of your upcoming games and the platforms that they're on so this is a sonic game on the mega drive oh yeah i, I try to be yeah try to be clever and plan ahead and uh you shouldn't be reading that yeah naughty, you, you shafted yourself naughty boy i have to put my games on there you idiot you don't know which sonic game it's on the mega drive though sonic 2 <sighs> right it's this game where you save animals from being inside robots across 11 zones and it's the highest grossing entertainment product of 1992 yeah that is sonic 2 yeah, i was yeah, reading about it, sonic it the hedgehog 2 it is sonic 2 it sold seven and a half million copies what what's tables of turns <laughs> it sold it sold so sonic the hedgehog 2 has sold seven and a half million copies right That's how many 7.55 if we're going to be fair yeah i think we should what are the facts john sir Tell now me. um well, Sonic the Hedgehog sold twice as many as that at 15 million copies. That's because it got bundled in with Mega Drive, though. The old Wii Sports Syndrome. So, yes, it, it got bundled in at 15 million copies. And if you compare it, because this this week is the beginning of our uh, Sonic and Mario showdown, really, isn't it? Uh, in January. Next week, I'm going to be bringing you a, a lovely, lovely Mario game. The gloves are off. There is a little bit of, uh, obviously, the 90s. There was a lot of, uh, apparently, supposedly, a lot of competition between nintendo and sega and the more i've looked into this the less it felt like a competition and the more it seems like it was a drubbing because uh the n- the numbers are not kind um and i'm gonna hit you with some right, right now. okay okay 
So uh, the headline number. Super Mario, as a franchise, had sold by March 1993 100 million units. That is accounting for seven games, okay? So seven games released in the Super Mario franchise. That's Super Mario 1, 2, and 3. Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Super Mario Land 1 and 2. And then a couple more I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, sold 100 million units altogether. All good games to a T, it has to be said. They are, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, as a franchise, across 24 games, oh. has sold 63 million units so the first seven games in the super mario franchise sold more by 1993 than sonic has ever sold in its entire in, in its entire run so there we go there's the headline number and numbers do speak for themselves don't they that's what they say lies damn lies and statistics i've got some more for you i've got some more i mean they're not all bad for for sonic but they are they aren't great comparatively they're not great so the top selling uh, top 50 best-selling games of all time how many mario and how many sonic in that top 50 best-selling games of all time because a major success is how many units something sold definitely yeah i mean i acknowledge and accept that but <laughs> i think this is fun regardless <laughs> oh, um sorry what was the question i was trying to think of a, a witty rebuttal and that was the best i could come up with mm, yeah and i off the top of my head parried <laughs> you did <laughs> so shafted uh top 50 best-selling games of all time right how many Marios and how many Sonics? And we're talking... So I have been, again, fair and reasonable, I think, anyway, and and just looked at platforming games, not any any Mario spin-offs or Sonic spin-offs. Uh, 50 Sonics and zero Marios. One Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. And eight, eight Mario games. The... It's getting, it gets better. I'm 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 getting... You know, I'm I'm increasing the, uh, the stakes each time. Going to a crescendo. The three best-selling games in the Mario series altogether have sold 120 million copies between them the three best-selling mario games are they one two three no they're not no do you want me to tell you which ones they are yeah yeah outrageous sure. disgusting i just wanted to run through these numbers and you're taking the wind out of my sails by asking questions that are actually probably quite interesting <sighs> outrageous uh, uh, uh let me find it so it's Super Mario Brothers that's actually sold 58 million. Wow. As of recording. And then the next one is New Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And the next one is New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Both of those have sold more than 30 million copies each. I'm surprised it's those two. Mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting in itself, isn't it? So obviously 120 million across three titles is more again. It's more than it's nearly double the lifetime sales of uh, all Sonic games. Is that 24 Sonic games? Yeah. So that's a factor of 8. Yep. Wow. Yep. At the same time, though, so this is an interesting one. Super Mario World is the most, it is the highest selling game on the SNES. And Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest selling game on the Mega Drive. 20 million and 15 million units, respectively, for those two games. What is the highest selling game on PlayStation and how many did it sell? Ooh. Uh, Tomb Raider? It's a good guess. That comes in at about, I think, number nine. Mm, okay. Uh, it, it's Gran Turismo. Um, um, I know, I know. Gran Turismo, closely followed, only a few hundred thousand in it by Final Fantasy VII, which is a little bit more our ground. Yeah. But Gran Turismo, and how many did it sell? No, too many. It sold 10 million just <laughs> over. So this is that is interesting to me, at least, because the SNES and the Mega Drive, neither of those sold the number of consoles that the PlayStation did. That moved to something like 100 million, didn't it? Mm. And each of those, each of the other two, 
I mean, they don't even get close even if you combine them. And yet they're two best-selling games. They're mascot games. So outsold every single PlayStation game that was ever released. So, interesting. Well, you've, uh, you've been busy boy doing all those facts, haven't you? Yeah, I thought I might. I should probably come with something. Yeah, thanks. I didn't want you running around the house going, oh, Sonic, great. And I, I needed something, didn't I? I needed to kick things off with something. <sighs> so there, there's the there's the background. Sonic's shit. Mario's good. And the world knows it. The thing is, I, I, I want to do something similar for next week for your Mario game. But I know now that it's it's redundant because you've, you've given me the figures in black and white. Yeah, I've given you an excuse to be lazy, haven't I? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You don't have to do anything like that. Yeah, the figures are there. I do have to to counter that something else uh, that we'll talk about later. A second tale, not a second tale. Just you know something that's a little bit less uh, less down on the whole Sonic gig. So it's Sonic Two, anyway. It's Sonic. Yeah, 2. That, thanks. That's a protracted instruction. That was a second the wind out my sails, which I think was probably the point. If it wasn't it, I just didn't want you to get too much of an edge. Mm, yeah. Okay. Try and enjoy it. You know, try and enjoy it. Sonic Two, for what it's worth, is my favourite classic Sonic game. Well, yeah. Let's 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 jump on that. It's. I think. I think I'm going to lean to the microphone for this. I think this might actually be my favourite game ever. Your favourite game ever. Mm. Well, you you ban you throw that around quite easy and breezy because you said that titanic adventure out of time was your favorite game ever after playing no, half an hour of the tour no i said that was my favorite game that we have covered in the podcast and so it's my favorite game ever okay listen back to the episode because i'm pretty sure you say i think this is the best game we've ever played and it might be my favorite game ever um I, no that might not be quite what i meant maybe i was being a bit bombastic no, uh, I know. Well, I yeah. see, no. So there we no. go. So, no. Sonic's your favourite game ever. Titanic's your favourite game ever. Mm. They, they rhyme. It means nothing. They rhyme. That's nice. Titanic and Sonic? Yeah. It, at best, it's a half rhyme. Para rhyme. Typical Sonic. <laughs> yeah. I also think this is maybe my most played game ever. Really, really? Yeah. Uh, you mean in hours played? Yeah. Or? Probably more than any of the Final Fantasy as well. I used to just sit and play this over and over and over. I had friends, th- I had friends that came over and we'd play it two-player. I'd sit by myself and play it by myself, complete it, start again, rinse, repeat. Yeah. I mean, again, this podcast has been an insight into you in a way that I never expected it to be. Um, But that does explain a lot. What do you mean? That fact. How dare you? I used to play it through with friends. They used to leave. I used to carry on playing it. I'd get to the end. I'd start again. I'd torture myself over and over and over for hours on end. Sisyphus. And this is where we are now, look. Was it Sisyphus who rolled the rock up and then had to do it all over again? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that was. Yes, it was. The thing that makes me... So I understand the sentiment. I accept the sentiment. I accept that you say that you've played this probably better more than any other game. Obviously, we don't have what we have now. Most consoles, they keep like a, a running tally of the hours that you spent on things don't they yeah and you didn't have that on the mega drive the thing that makes me a little bit just a tiny bit skeptical is the fact that the game is quite short so have you looked into the how long to beat time no that's again a good question that i don't think in this episode is my responsibility but no. i'll do it now thank you thank you for picking up the slack for me now i only ask because it's it's 11 zones the first game had six so it's more variety but maybe not longer because the it, the first game was six zones each with three acts whereas this one is 11 zones most of them with two acts so hmm. maybe just end up being fairly even but a bit more variety within that yeah, which I don't think is necessarily the worst thing in the world. No, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two has a main plus extra of three hours on how long to beat. Okay, so, that's more than I thought it was going to be actually. Uh, assuming you were finishing this game, I guess you were getting to the end and then yeah. you're starting again. Yeah, all you Chaos Emeralds as well. Everything. I never finished uh, Sonic One, Two, or Three. 
or knuckles, or heroes, or colours, or or any of them. Advance or any. Yeah, I didn't. I did. I've never finished a single Sonic game. I don't think. I got close with Mania, but then I got bored. <laughs> Well, as, as I said back in the Sonic One episode, which was episode thirty-six, I was absolutely obsessed with Sonic. I, I had a, I collected the comic. I had loads of books. I used to watch the cartoon rigidly as well. Um, I was, I was really into it. And this kind of variety, we got this when I was at kind of the peak obsession. Even to the point where, even as an adult, I still buy books about Sonic. I uh, treated myself to the Sonic Encyclopedia over the Christmas break. Waste of money, unless you get cold, maybe. If you electric cost too much, you can uh, set it alight. Well, the reason I bought it is because in our Gamers Gift Guide, I recommended the Mario Encyclopedia, which is by Dark Horse. I think it probably is, yeah. Are you preparing yourself for next year's Gamers Gift Guide, are you? Well, the Sonic one came through and because I thought, oh yeah, I, I love Sonic. And uh, it's uh, it's not as good. Disappointing. Yeah, it's not as good. Yes. <laughs> so, uh go. Why? Why? No, Out of interest. Maybe, that's, I, maybe I'm that's a, taking that as a cheap win. Maybe but. that's a parable for both series as a whole. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So. Uh, it just feels a bit more cobbled together than the Mario one. Uh, the Mario one went into real great depth about all the characters and the games. Each game had a, a really in-depth write-up about every single level and the baddies and, and stuff. Whereas this one is a lot more surface level. Yeah, which I, I'm and I'm being serious. We can elaborate on now or later, but. I think that genuinely does speak of the games in terms of how the how the games were experienced, at least for me. I don't I don't feel like Sonic delivers on its promises a lot of the time. And and it's all quite surface and flash. I know we had that kind of uh well, I had that revelation certainly back when we played Sonic One, uh, that it maybe wasn't quite as good as I remembered it being. And I'm I'm really hoping that isn't the case uh, today. We will we'll find out. You've played Sonic the Hedgehog recently though, surely. Not Sonic 2, not for a, a, a while. No? No. I have. Oh, not good? We'll leave it there. Yeah, okay. Just as, as another tale, you know, I said about how I, I played this a lot. When I was about 17, me and my friends did a bit of a speedrun challenge to see how quickly, I think I've told this story before as well, see how quickly we could complete the first zone. And I managed to complete Act 1 of Emerald Hill Zone in 24 seconds. And that remains one of my proudest moments in my whole life. What's the speedrun, um, what, what is the fastest? Oh, I don't know. Complete time for that. 24 seconds, oh, Chris. Okay. 2000, oh, 2002. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it sounds fast, but it also... To me, how is the game three hours if one of the levels takes 24 seconds? Oh, it, it took me a long time to get it down to 24 seconds. It was all about, okay, yeah. you hold down right for 3.5 seconds, then you jump, and then you jump on this. It was it was very precision. I mean, that does sound like speedrunning. Yeah, completely. And mm. it's the perfect game for speedrunning, because it's all about speed. Mm. Yeah. To its detriment. Do you want to know when the game came out? Uh, 1992. It released on the 21st November 1992 worldwide, <sighs> and it was the first game to have a worldwide simultaneous release. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's good, and I guess. It was. This is going to make you wince. 21st November was a Tuesday, and it was dubbed Sonic Tuesday. Yeah. By who? Sega. And everyone else? The media? No, I don't. I think Sega... Fine, it's Sega. It was Sega, okay. Yeah. It was also, here's a, a bit true for you, uh, that date was used for an in-game cheat code. So you go into the game and there's a level set which you uh, can unlock by doing something, I can't quite remember what. And then within the level set menu, there's a, a, a sound effects menu. And if you select the sounds, one, nine, nine, two, one, one, two, four. So the date's 21st of uh, November. Yeah, that's right. 
And it's the 24th of November. That doesn't even make sense. For goodness sake. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. And they can't even do their cheats right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a, I'm having a moment. <laughs> I, might, I might have coughed that down wrongly, although I suspect probably not. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, fair enough. You, 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 you input this code that's definitely Sonic Tuesday, and it lets you access debug mode. So when you go into the game, you can then uh, place down rings and... Uh, coin monitors, uh, ring monitors and stuff like that. And that was how I then was able to, to use Supersonic and best three levels. That wasn't part of uh, the speed run part of it. That was just me having a bit of fun with the game. Right, cool. Yep. I like how your yep actually suggests that it was not that cool at all. No, well, no, the, the yep was because I, uh, I'm i I'm, I'm feeling panicky now that uh, <laughs> after the bad... That you've written everything down. <laughs> run. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to worry about that. All right, thanks. Bigger is better seems to be the angle the developers took with this game. They they seem to take everything from Sonic 1 and turned it up to 11. For example, as I said already, the 11, 11 zones... stages. Mm. Sounds even, Exactly. Yeah. 11 mm. instead of 6, meaning much more variety. You had Tails, the second character. Tails was specifically developed for siblings as opposed to friends. The idea being that... Uh, child A would play it in their bedroom and child B, the younger sibling, would want to join in. And that's what Tails was, was aimed at, was was younger siblings. Um, and the fact that he could be played by a second player or had the AI that so the computer would play as Tails instead. He was obviously, Tails was also called Miles Prower, which we'll come back to a bit later on because I want to uh, talk about him in a bit more detail. The levels were also... Miles per hour. Exactly. Well, it was a bit... Is uh, that what you wanted to say? No. We've covered that in uh, Tales Adventure. There's, there's more to it than that. I've gone a bit deep with my research for this. Um, yeah. The levels are also larger than in the first Sonic game. You've also got the, the pseudo 3D special stages, which were a, a real sort of eye-opener uh, back in the day. Uh, the multiplayer competitive mode that was a split screen option so the fact they put in that competitive aspect as well and then also supersonic it was just throwing the kitchen sink out to try and make it as as good as possible as big as possible i think yeah because they were shitting their pants over super mario world potentially when did super mario world come out out of curiosity in japan in 1990 i can't remember when it was oh, I, think it, okay. I think it had a stage release like japan was 1990 then i think north america was 91 and then europe was 92 Possibly as late as 92. So it, it was definitely out when Sonic 1 released them. Yeah, it was, yeah. In Japan, anyway. Right, I'm going to go into my my uh, my deep dive then about the development of Sonic, because I went, uh, I've got quite a lot of notes about this. Uh, the history of how Sonic 2 was developed is a lot more storied and checkered than I thought it was. Above and beyond the stuff that's covered in Console Wars? I'll be honest, I don't remember Console Wars in that level of detail. I just okay. just that uh, there's, there's a lot went on behind the scenes. So for anyone that hasn't read Console Wars or maybe wants a bit of a refresher like I had doing this today, it was developed by Sega Technical Institute, which was a development team founded in 1991 by Mark Cerny, a.k.a. The guy who went on to be the PlayStation daddy. Yeah, and also did Marble Madness. Yeah, oh, of course, let's not forget Marble Madness. The aim of Sega Technical Institute was to combine new American talent with skilled Japanese developments. And one of their first projects in 1991 was Green Dog. Yeah, and he was supposed to be, We again, we covered this mascotry thing in that episode. He was supposed to be like a potential Sega mascot mascot wasn't he potential and then look where that ended up yeah after sonic one came out the sonic team developer yuji naka who is generally credited as the guy who created sonic um, and a few of the devs left sega or uh, left the japanese sega team to join sega technical institute they quit sega because there was a bit of a sti dis- yeah i wouldn't say how long it take for you to realize it abbreviated to sti it took longer than i thought i wasn't listening before <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So Yuji Naka and a few other devs joined STI after quitting Sega because there were salary disputes and a backlash from Sega about how long it had taken to make Sonic 1 itself. I thought it te- I'm sure that Sonic 1's development was like nine months or something ridiculous, wasn't it? Well, um, I'll be honest, I can't remember. Absurdly, stupidly fast. Or was that Sonic 3? Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, I, I can't remember. I'm dragging it out of the back of my head. So I, I might be wrong about all of that. It just might be half remembered. In November 1991, STI began work on Sonic 2. And development wasn't easy due to the fact that this company had been founded with American developers and Japanese developers. And there were lots of tensions between the fact that the Japanese people had worked on Sonic 1 and the Americans hadn't. There were problems in terms of visas, the Japanese staff coming over having problems getting into America itself. There were also culture differences, language differences, uh, differences in their visions for the game. Sonic CD was also being developed by Sega of Japan at this point, sort of um, simultaneously alongside Sonic 2, uh, which meant that Sega were humming and whoring about what to do. What Do they want to just focus on Sonic CD? Do they want a Sonic 2 game you know, separate to Sonic CD? And they hummed and hawed about that for about two months. Me and development didn't start until early 1992, which meant they had to have a nine-month turnaround, which is maybe where that has come from that you just mentioned a minute ago. Uh, the first game had a development team of seven people. The second one that we're doing today had a development team of 38 people, so it really was a, a, a much bigger team as well. During development, they added the spin dash for speed, which adds so much to the game, it really does make a big difference to how you play it. Yeah, it was to fix a major flaw with the first game, that though, really, wasn't it? What, the lack of speed? Not the lack of speed the fact that you could get stuck in yeah places and it was extremely extremely tedious when when that happened yeah you have to so if you obviously you're going from left to right if you've lost speed you have to then go left a few steps and then start going back up again to put your momentum in. yeah it was tedious completely and then putting mm. this in and pits as well if you get stuck in the bottom of a pit and then you have to yeah. rock left and right and left and right and sort of pendulum your way out completely so spin dash is where you hold down to make slight duck and then start pressing the jump button and he revs upon the spot and let it go and he zooms out again i remember when we played sonic 1 i really missed that ability not being in it so initial plan for sonic 2 was to include time travel which bizarrely was also what was happening with sonic cd with sacred japan that comes through in the in the finished game for example hilltop zone is presented as being not presented as being but it it was designed as being a past version of emerald hill zone or green hill zone and the fact you've got dinosaur enemies because of that and then chemical plants in casino night zones were perceived as being from the future exactly and then the second character was added during development as i said for siblings and was called miles prower so that's miles and then p-r-o-w-e-r as the the pun as ashley said being miles per hour sega of america absolutely hated that pun and insisted on him being called tails as a compromise Ah. i thought that tails was a nickname i didn't realize it was because of that well it is a nickname now but it's his main he's known Mostly is Tails, isn't he? It's Sonic and Tails. Yeah. I, and Tails' is adventure. Completely. It, that's that's what's taken hold. I think that the Miles things are kind of fall by the way, so completely. I, I did find out in the level select, or maybe in the options at some point, you can actually, there is an option where you can change it so in the game it will refer to him as, as Miles as opposed to Tails, which I wasn't aware of. No, that's interesting as well. At what point, though, does it need to refer to him? I didn't realise that there was uh, I guess any in, kind of maybe dialogue the, or anything like that. The life icon at the bottom left corner. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, other than that, I can't I can't think of any other option at uh, any other times it yeah. appears either. So as I said, the, the development was, was quite uh, quite frenzied. It, the game itself wasn't actually playable from start to end until the last 20, uh, 48 hours of development, so they really did push it right up until the end. Great. Yeah, as a result of that, during development, there was lots and lots of content that was 
even quite quite far in development and was then cut. A famous example being the Hidden Palace Zone. Have you heard of this? No. The Hidden Palace Zone was where they were going to do a bit of backstory into the Chaos Emeralds and Supersonic. I'll talk about Supersonic a little bit later on. It was one of the first zones that was worked on and was even included in some of the pre-release adverts with screenshots and things like that. And it was cut due to lack of time and cartridge space. There was also another zone called Genocide City, which had been principally developed by the Japanese team. And it had to be renamed Cyber City. The Japanese team didn't quite understand the nuances of the language and that maybe calling it Genocide City maybe wasn't a good idea. Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask you a question. I bet you don't know the answer. I'm... I'm sorry if you don't. What was the Japanese name for that genocide city? What was the Japanese name? I've got no idea. I, I just know that that was what they were they were calling mm. the Japanese team were calling it. I'm just just wondered whether they changed it in Japan. Well, the, whether it was a Japanese. The, the zone got cut, so it, it it didn't appear completely. Yeah, right. Okay. It was just one of the ones that was that was in development and was was cut for for mm. different reasons. Towards the end of development, then, so Hidden Palace had been cut completely already at this point. Towards the end of development, Sega America CEO Tom Kalinsky worked with STI bigwigs to look at the game and to you know, really kind of pare it down to make it manageable to release for uh, Christmas 1992. It ends up being that a lot of the content that was chosen to be cut was stuff that was developed by the American team, which again led to further tensions between the Americans and the Japanese working on it as well. So it just seems that everything that happened during development of this just led to these um, clashing of horns. Fractious. Yeah, definitely. You, you've already mentioned Console Wars. I know that Tom Klinsky was mentioned a lot in Console Wars and kind of... Um, mm a lot of what's going on with this as you intimated at the start a lot of what Sega were doing with Sonic was to try and take down Mario and I'm guessing that was maybe part of what they were doing with this as well even to the extent where Sega put 10 million dollars into advertising the game itself and ended up packaging the game with consoles in the lead up to Christmas 1992 to try and spread the hype and try and get it out as much as possible when it, the game released it broke a lot of records on release for example it was the most pre-ordered game in Europe up, up to that point anyway it became the fastest selling game in the UK with 700 150,000 copies sold and accounted for 48% of all software sold in that week in November 1992. It's grossed $50 million, which is around $92 million in modern money, on day one in America, and just, just smashed record after record everywhere. It garnered lots of you know, accolades, like lots of Game of the Year awards for different publications and reviewed very, very well as, as well. Bizarrely, it didn't sell well in Japan. Well, it, it didn't. It, it sold well. Uh, I was going to say it didn't sell well anywhere, but you can't really argue with seven and a half million copies, can you? I, I was just going to say it didn't sell as well as Sonic the Hedgehog. It sold half of what Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. sold. Which, given that I... I mean, personally, I think that Sonic 2 is better than Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. As I remember it. Anyway, we'll um, we'll find out for sure, surely, I guess. But that is the there's a downward trend there there is a constant downward trend in, with sonic games they just they the initial release that 15 million was never matched not even close and the sonic and knuckles and sonic 3 combined only sold 4 million so presumably a split between those two of maybe 2 million each wow yeah. I remember Sonic 3 being very expensive when it came out so that might have been part of it as well and the fact you had to buy both but well it, in order to to get the full experience experience the thing yeah broadly speaking for anyone that's not aware sonic 3 and sonic knuckles was developed as one big game and then it got cut to get it out the door as quick as possible so it's essentially it is one game in in two halves and again that i think as you said is to its detriment as well yeah i think the fastest thing about sonic games is actually the the turnaround time on development yeah well the fact that you had this and then as you said sonic 3 was pretty i think Sonic 3 was 1993 so hot on its heels and then sonic cd 
for the Mega CD was also being developed at the same time as well. So even at this point, they were starting to churn them out quite quickly. Yeah. While we're talking about sales figures then, by the end of 1996, Sonic 2 had 8.2 million copies sold worldwide, which I thought was pretty impressive. But then compared to some of the figures you've bandied around, isn't quite as... How many copies, sorry? 8.2. And that's as of when? That's by the end of 1996. So, you, you, you know, yeah. quite far after the Mega Drive has petered out, really, at that point. Yeah. yeah. It was the sixth best, uh, sixth best-selling game franchise between 1996 and 2012, I can tell you that much. That's surprising. It is given the numbers when you actually look at the numbers that those games have sold or or Mm. were selling it doesn't seem like i mean there must be a massive drop off between number one and number six that's all i can say yeah if anyone's got this far and is not sure what sonic is all about then i'll just do a quick uh overview of the gameplay it's exactly the same as sonic one you run from left to right you collect rings you jump on bad guys to free the uh, animals trapped inside the rings are your health that's about it really this time around the chaos emeralds are accessed through checkpoints so you get to the checkpoints partway through each level and uh if you die that's your save point in sonic one do you remember how to get to the chaos emeralds you have to go it's the spinny roundy bonus levels isn't it do you get 100 rings and then you can go through a big giant ring at the end of the level yeah so it's 50 jump through a big giant ring 50 rings at the end of the level you've got that giant rings. ring you have to jump through and if you miss it you can sometimes make it back in time but again as we talked about the momentum mm. means you can't and then sonic world's master you run off the side of the screen so again trying to make it accessible bigger is better etc they they thought about how to make the bonus stages more accessible so the checkpoints and now the yeah, yeah the checkpoints which save your progress if you pass them now they will then if you've got this, the correct number of rings the the stars will appear and if you jump into the stars they will then take to the bonus stage they also i found out through well it was, it was in the sonic encyclopedia and i don't quite remember it being this so i want to look into this in the Sonic Encyclopedia, it says that it was reduced to 20 rings to, again, make it more accessible. I always thought it was 50, so that's something I want to look into when we're, we're playing it uh, today. I, I think I think having 20 would make more sense, again, trying to make it that you can get to them more easily. But uh, that's that's not yeah. my memory of it anyway. The special stages are these, those, as I said, the pseudo 3D where you're going through that half pipe avoiding the bombs collecting the rings to try and get the requisite number to collect chaos emerald there are seven of those if you collect all seven in sonic 2 in this game you then unlock supersonic did you ever play supersonic no i've seen supersonic uh, since but i haven't i've never played as them him supersonic was great you had to collect 50 rings and then dragon ball sonic yeah completely and he he was he was amazing so he was invincible he was much quicker than sonic he could jump further than sonic as well um the only thing was in some sort of, I can't quite remember the justification of this in terms of the plot, but it was because he was getting the rings, he was sapping their energy, so the ring counter depleted, so he had to keep collecting rings in order to keep him supersonic, which I guess from, makes sense from a gameplay, gameplay point of view, because once you became supersonic, that would be it, wouldn't it? So, and, yeah. then, and then of course, if you're supersonic, it goes down to zero, you then become a sonic, and then you've got zero rings, so you're in a bit of danger at that point as well. At the start of the game, you can choose to play as either Sonic or Tails, or you can play this Sonic and Tails together with, with Tails being controlled by the computer. Well, that's what I, I did as well. Interestingly, Tails can be controlled by a second person at any point. So if you have a second pad uh, plugged in, yep. if someone comes along and just starts pressing it, automatically that person gains control of Tails, and they call that 1.5 player. Oh, right, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, that 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 is pr- pretty cool, like pick up and play, drop in, drop out sort of, gameplay um miles or tails whatever you want to call him implementation wise 
not that great because of the big gap in speed between him and and Sonic. You often found if you were playing as, as Tails, you got left behind. So yeah, not great. I and, was... then you'd, and then you'd helicopter back in on the screen. Yeah, his, his AI was designed to mirror exactly what Sonic did. So if you jumped as Sonic, he jumped as well, etc. But mm. completely, as you said, the, the, the speed difference was there as well. He was also, the AI sometimes made some questionable decisions like jumping into pits and things like that. And But he did have infinite lives. So as you said, he would helicopter mm. back in. I always preferred playing as Tails. I found him the, the, the plucky underdog character. I found him a lot more relatable than, than Sonic. I always preferred him. Strangely, I always preferred playing as Tails as well. I was never really into the character of Sonic. I didn't like the mm. brashness, the, the in-your-face cool. Yeah, completely. He was supposed to exhibit, but Tails didn't really have that. Tails just seemed like... Tails seemed like the kind of character who would just be giving Sonic side-eye and apologising with his eyes <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> On, on Sonic's behalf, like, ah, uh, yeah. Like, Sonic Sonic comes in, orders his chili dogs, bashes through the door and leaves, and, ton of, and so, Tails is just throwing money at people, going, I'm really sorry about him. I, he's just my boss. I got I don't know what to do about him. I've spoken to him about this behaviour, but what can you do? Yeah. That's Tails to me. In the plot of the game, it's that Sonic lands on this, well, the, the plot, which is blah, blah, Paper blah. Paper as always. Blah, 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 blah Robotnik, something, something, Chaos Emeralds, something, something. Death Egg. Death Egg being his big flying spaceship named after the Death Star from Star Wars. Interesting or tedious? Ah. I'm not, I'll let you decide. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. The Tails thing comes into it that Sonic is on this island explorer and he keeps seeing these two Tails hiding into bushes and he's hearing bushes rustling and he finds this character and it turns out that Tails is this super fan that's been following him and, and really wants to, to copy Sonic and uh, Sonic spaces us. All right then. Right. Oh, that make that's ruined Tails. Ruins it. That's ruined Tails. Yeah. Well, because he just wants I didn't to realise that he was so needy, sycophantic. Yeah. Oh. No, I wish I'd said that now. Yeah. He was the best part of the game as well. Well, that's all I was about Sonic Two. Shall we? Uh, sorry, jump in then and see if Tails is maybe a bit better than that. Then we will. But I have just realised that I've accidentally lied. Um, oh. Because the best part of the game, the best part of the game is not Tails, is it? We both know what the best part of the game is. What's the best part of the game? Is it the famous pit in Mystic Cave that you can go into and then not get out of and die? That's a right pain. No, that's mm. not the best part of the game. Best part of the game, Chemical Zone. Drink chem- Pop Sonic underwater. Oh. Wait for him to die. Chemical Plant Chemical Zone, plant. sorry. Dun, 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 yeah, just drown him. Just drown him. That was Sonic. Doing the drowning thing for anyone that's not sure. Sonic dying, yeah. I'd forgotten. That's the best part of the game anyway. I'd forgotten about that, but it's Chemical Plant Zone. And I'm getting a bit of panic thinking about that because I find that a bit really uh, aggy. Yeah, I'm being I'm being flippant and in saying that the best part of the game is where you let Sonic drown. Actually, that is probably the worst part of the game because it is there, there are really nice fluid moments in chemical uh, chemical plant where you get some speed up and it feels like sonic's supposed to feel in the marketing but then there are those moments where it puts you underwater and you have to wait for those stupid blocks to spin around and and invariably you've drowned once or twice and it is genuinely panic inducing so it's not the best part of the game it is the worst and also the blocks to where they move they if you time your jump just wrong they can crush you against the wall in an instant losing a life yeah that's uh yep it's great i know that you've tried to jump into the game but i did promise you that i would say something or, or i would offer a little bit of a ray of light oh yes in, in one form or another didn't i the the ray of light that i offer is an article by keith stewart are you familiar with keith stewart i'm not he writes for the guardian well he writes for the guardian he's good he's a good games writer uh, and you should check him out 
are on there. But he wrote in 2017 an article that was, well, it's called Why Sonic the Hedgehog is Incorrect Game Design, which sounds like it's going to go like go in hell for leather at Sonic, but actually is comparing Sonic to the song Greenlight by Lord. The song was referred to as Incorrect Music Making by some music mogul. Uh, to Lord's face, and the uh, Keith Stewart took that concept. Possibly for the song, I don't know what the song is. The song, the song's good. The song's good. So the, this guy called Max Martin was speaking to Lord, who is the uh, the singer of of Greenlight. You know the song. You definitely know the song. I, I, I know um, Lord's. You it... speak to me like I'm a, like I'm eighty. Yeah, but you said you don't know the song. No. So I'm saying you'll know the song if you heard it. Okay. It starts off. There's no drums and it's uh, vocals and some some stuff in the background and then the chorus kicks in and the drums come in and it's a it for a pop song it's a little bit avant-garde i suppose is what max martin was saying he said it's incorrect music making but it's brilliant and that's what keith stewart says about about sonic he says that it's incorrect game design but it's brilliant but it's a masterpiece okay yeah so and and it's worth a read i'll say i think it's one of the things that we should we should proffer to people after this episode goes out because it's interesting keith stewart's always got uh, quite interesting takes on things and this is one of them i don't necessarily subscribe to his view but it's interesting to read it nonetheless can you it, give an, it's worth reading nonetheless can you give an example of one of the things he says as an example of bad game design but it's still good anyway i could i could give you an example of that but it would be all the gripes that i've leveled at sonic uh, uh before so Fair the enough. things like the 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 pitfalls the fact that the speed is supposed to be the uh the be all and end all of the game and actually it overtakes everything he says at one point in fact I've, i'm looking at it now so i will read it to you to reach the more reward intensive upper levels you need to master the exact distances and timings between launch pads and obstacles but it's impossible to garner this information on a first run through because the speed of the game its main appeal hides everything from you so he's taking he's taking a slightly more positive view on what i would say is bad game design mm. because i would say that when you market your game and i have said copiously in previous sonic episodes when you market your game based on a thing that gets in the way of everything else you've made a mistake in the marketing or you've made a mistake in the game but as i say different views i have a different view to keith i mean certainly i i, I enjoyed reading his article mm. so i i'd recommend it that's all i wanted to say great thanks incorrect game design <sighs> masterpiece nonetheless well incorrect game design or masterpiece there's only one way to find out i I don't know if we're allowed to use that but we'll that'll come out in the wash the hedgehog he da, da, did da, da, a second da, da, da. game what oh we we uh, we matched up there yeah you you started doing the back track the backing track to to my song that was nice thank you just going michael jackson totally don't, totally don't, unplanned everybody that by the way jackson. i know you can't I, I don't think i would i don't think i will <sighs> sonic sonic hedgehog 2 sonic 2 sonic no sonic. not sonic sonic <laughs> what is that is that the four stuff Oh. Yeah, it, no, no, no. The voice stuff is different. Sonic is is just a a, a meme, I, I guess. Some weird. Is it dis- a bad? Is it a bad? Or just a bad thing. I think it's bad. Like, no, no, it's not bad. It's just a, a weird. Yeah. Like the the Sonic fan 
uh, the Sonic fandom has a lot of weird aspects to it, and I think Sonic is an example of that. Mm, and you were plopped right in the middle of it. <laughs> in, in that Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. Sonic 2, how do you do? I really loved that. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that. Good, I'm glad for you. You didn't? I didn't mind it. Hey! Oh. Surprise! I actually quite enjoyed it. There you go. There's the revelation for this episode. It was all right. And I said to you, we came off mic, and I said to you, have you played this recently? Or I might have said that on mic, I can't remember. I said, have you played this recently? I have. And then off mic, I said to you, this game isn't good. (laughs) Before we started playing. I think I might eat my words a little bit on that. Not fully. Because it's still lumbered with the problems that Sonic has just entrenched in in the game, in the franchise. Still lumbered with those. But as a follow-up to Sonic the Hedgehog, this is a huge improvement. Yeah, definitely. I remember coming away from Sonic 1 having a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, just that it it, it wasn't good compared to what mm. I remembered. Whereas this, I think, is what I remembered it being, and I think is a damn sight better than the first Sonic game. It's also, I think it's easier. I think so. Well, I, it, think it, the, I think in the terms bosses of, are easier for yeah. a start. Definitely. I think the bosses are easier. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't I don't really mind breezing through the bosses, but but yeah, it was notable that I was just I wasn't really having any troubles with the bosses here. I wasn't having any troubles with any of the game at all, but I think again something we discussed off mic, I think a lot of that is because of how much I played it. I just I know this game so well. I know from this platform that if I jump down here there'll be some hidden uh, ring monitors for example like so i think for me that was why i was going through it so quickly i thought that the whole experience tonight would have been for me i thought it was going to be primarily sort of the positive feelings would be nostalgia driven and the negative feelings would be to do with having to play the game and i i definitely got that thrill of nostalgia mm-hmm. for better or worse and I don't, I don't know the games in the depth that you know them, but I certainly remembered certain parts of it, and the music sort of it chimed with those little nostalgia bells that that go off. the The looks of it just just make they take me back to certain living rooms, which is maybe <laughs> like that. I end up feeling like the little boy that was the little boy. I end up feeling like the cool kid that was sat in my cousin's living room playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 while his mum neglected us or something. <laughs> Probably cut that, but... I thought you said you either... Or a variation on, on that theme, you know, uh, uh, various different living rooms at various different times, which is nice. It's a nice feeling, but um, I thought it was going to be only that. And it turns out that it was a bit more than that. So that is actually quite a, a pleasant surprise for me. At the same time, I won't be rushing back to it. I got a real nice sense of nostalgia, a, a big rush actually, when just the introduction music music and animation, where you've got that where it says Sonic and Miles, Tails, Prower in, and, and then the, the ring that says Sonic 2, and then he pops up and he does that thing with his back and he jerks his thumb up and then Tails appears and does a little fist pump. That was, that was such a rush. Yeah, those those little sequences at the beginning of Sonic games, I... I think are just really well done, and this one yeah. in particular, it's got a bit of style to it. It it kind of lives up to what they were, what what the ambition was in terms of re style dress. Yeah, and it's the style that they were trying to pump into into gaming. That gaming, I 
to be honest, gaming lacked it. We talked, we touched on Green Dog at the beginning of it, or close to the beginning of this episode, and covered it way back when in episode two, I think, if it was of, of this podcast. Um, Green Dog felt like a game that was reaching and never, never quite got there. Well, was actually fell far short. It was a parody of cool. It was parody of '90s surfer um, culture. The Sonic Two presentationally i feel like it did something that maybe certainly that i hadn't experienced at that point in terms of actually getting to that place that they wanted to be in terms of style and coolness do you mean the the visuals then or, or the presentation Just the, the game, visuals or everything particularly the particularly the introduction right the 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 sparseness the 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 spareness of the sonic the hedgehog and mm. miles tail power that that presentationally is is uh on point and then as you said about the animation the animation is so smooth and laid back they they seem very relaxed and i'm gonna sound really uncool but like the uh what was he called like the fonzie of the early 90s that's what the fonz you know well fonz was cool you know what i mean <laughs> with no he wasn't as that's kind of the point oh no but... you know you know what i'm saying though you know I like, do. they seem to nail it in a way that they probably don't again after this well picking up a, a couple of points you said there then i thought visually it looked absolutely stunning for a game that came out 30 years ago this year i, I think it looked so so good no yeah yes and no okay yes and no i think the characters looked particularly good or sonics especially looked good the and and, and the enemies they looked pretty cool um Sonic's the a bit backgrounds of a... Sonic's had a bit of a facelift since the first one as well. We 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 found a little chart that showed its evolution over Sonic One, Two, Three, and then Sonic Mania, and it's a little bit darker compared to the first one. And then there's a, a bit of a, a light shining off his head, which doesn't sound much, but it just gives a sense of depth to it to him. Yeah, that was actually prompted because you and I were both trying to remember exactly how he looked in the first one because I remember him being a lot dumpier than yeah. he is here. And then when you look at him, he's actually quite comparable. It he feels different. I I don't know why. I if there's a, visually, a lot more fluid. I mean, he feels different. Well, I, what I was going to say was visually, he feels a lot more different. Uh, uh, he feels a lot different to what he did in the first one. But he he actually isn't. I don't know whether therefore it's everything else that's changed. The overhaul that's taken place um, with sort of level design or or, or visual design. Um, that is then impacting on him or not i don't know i don't really know but yes you've said you said about him being smooth he actually in terms of control i think he actually does feel a lot smoother yeah um, and more fl- it's fluid i think fluid is the is the word to use rather than smooth he doesn't seem to have as much inertia and yeah. friction and i it- think that is to his benefit it feels a lot easier to play as a result and a lot more fun because of that. You feel nippier, and that's what yeah. a, a Sonic game should be, isn't it? Nippy. So, yeah, positive change. I, and we should have checked. I did say, didn't I, we should have done a side-by-side just to make sure because maybe it's just that we're misremembering. But I genuinely, I, I'm sure they've done something, and just small tweaks in terms of how much friction there is between him and the, and the ground. Just before we move on uh, f- from that point, then I'm thinking about the the design. I think that we're maybe being swayed by what Sega did with you know the whole classic Sonic thing, where they've like for Sonic Generations, for example, where they presented mm. classic Sonic as being 
short and dumpy compared to modern yeah. Sonic. Uh, because actually in this, he isn't like that at all. And I'd never really no, realised that not. before. So we've mandalated it. Yeah. Well, we, we've been mandalated because of what Sega have done, how they've presented him to us. Do you know what I mean? Subsequently, yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the human brain. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. It's an interesting machine. Yeah. Um, I thought the music was absolutely incredible as well. So much better, again, than the first one. I thought every I, single I, zone, the, the tunes were, were just great. They really suited the, the atmosphere and uh, I was bopping away. We're on different pages there. I think oh, maybe food. there's some, <laughs> I think there's maybe some level of nostalgia behind that for you because, you know, you spent so long listening to those tunes. That, and as much as you've got muscle memory in your hands, you probably got it in your ears as well and you're responding to it there. But Sonic is known for its music. Again, for better or worse, the music didn't hit me the way that I was expecting it to. It just, it fell a bit flatter than I remembered it feeling when I was young and playing this. They're more looped than I remember them being as well. Like, they're a lot shorter. Mm. I thought that there was a lot more to them than there is. So, yeah, that was actually one of the disappointments. Surprisingly, because I thought I was going to be talking about how shoddy the gameplay was. The gameplay seems to have upped its game and the music seems to have dropped its balls Drops its balls. Yeah, I think that's the right way to say it. Uh, well, I dropped some rings. A nice little segue there. I dropped some rings in the special zone. It, it, again, I thought the music for that was incredible as well. The special zone, again, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The nice little 3D Easier tube. than I thought it was going to be. That seems to be the the thread as well. The, the, the ease of things just seems to have... They seem to have ramped things down a little bit. Apart from Tails being... Uh, crippling me I, I managed to get through two of the special stages and the the third one so you've got these different stages where you've got to go through and, and get a certain amount of rings to get to the next one and tails collects rings alongside you but he's also quite prone to going getting hit by the bombs that are also in the special stage mm. and he kept getting hit by bombs and then as a result of that i was one ring short for kind of the next section of the uh special stage and i was quite frustrated by that serves you right they're actually a perfect example this the bonus stages of how things have changed for the better because the bonus stages in sonic hedgehog were tedious and boring yeah. and slow and punishing these feel like a reward like a bonus stage in my view like a bonus stage should be and it but not, they're fun not to play, just in they? they are fun to play they're and they're a different a completely different style of gameplay in the best of ways even to the point where, as you uh, described in the first episode, uh, first half, they're in this pseudo 3D presentation, and that that looked fab. Mm. The the shading in the in the back of Sonic's head was just really nice. So yeah, and I'll tell you what the the first game bonus levels, the epitome of uncool. This in the nineties bonus levels from Sonic Two. This is pretty cool, like playing a 3D game on the Mega Drive. Mm. I mean, I remember wanting to play those. I remember, and unlike you, I didn't know how to activate them <laughs> when I was younger. So that's a, a nice little tidbit of information that I'm going to keep in my back pocket for when I don't play Sonic again. How did you think you got some then? I thought it was look of the drawer. I thought if you... Right, I'll explain. So you know you have more than one checkpoint in, in a level. Yeah. I thought that varying theories but at one point i know that i thought that it sort of bounced between the two checkpoints and you right. have, if you hit the right checkpoint at the right time <laughs> you would activate the bonus rings so basically random luck is what i thought was going on there yeah so uh 
yeah, it's nice to be able to access those whenever I like when I don't play Sonic 2. Well, a bit of clarity on that point as well. Uh, it turns out you do need 50 rings to access the bonus special stages, not 20. Yeah, that is your is... Sonic Speedopedia or whatever it's called. Yeah, shoddy. Fallen on its face. Yeah. Very shoddy. Who made it? Is it, a, is it an official Sonic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. F- official, official. Mm. Mm. I wonder which version needs 20 rings there. Maybe in America. Maybe, but it seems like a very strange thing to tweak Seems for. unlikely. Yeah, I think it's just uh, not been done well. Putting it out there. Uh, another mm. nice thing before we move on to the maybe not so nice things uh, was we've kind of talked a bit about the fluidity of Sonic as well. Animation wise, looked really nice, but there was a, a really nice set of animations for his balancing uh, when you got to the edge of a platform. Mm. So if you were towards the edge of a platform and there was one animation, if you were right at the edge, there was another more extreme animation where he's on his tiptoes and he's windmilling his arms around, which was really nice fact that there were two. And equally, if you're on the edge of a platform but facing with his back, as if he's going to drop off. He then had a, a third animation there as well. And the fact that that level of detail was, was in the game, I was very impressed with. That might have been in Sonic 1, to give it its credit. I can't quite remember. We but... didn't check, did we? No. I, I can't think of any other animations, really, other than the movement animations, the idle animations, and the balance animations. It's well, it's not really... As you get in speed up, there's, there's different... He goes through a, a range of... Oh, I suppose he does, yeah. But yeah. that's the movement animations. Uh, yeah. I. If there's one thing you can't really complain about, it's the... It's the look of the characters. The characters yeah. look good. Uh, and I, w- I would happily say that all day long. So, oh, And one last thing I liked about it as well, which might seem like a really, well, it, it will seem like a really nerdy point, was that I liked the, the sense of geography that the game gave me. So when you're moving from one area to another, and that definitely got ranted for Sonic 3 as well, the fact that the zones felt fluid that you're moving from, for example, Hilltop Zone, you then move into Mystic Cave Zone. And I always felt that the idea was that that was one of the caves that you've been traversing uh, above, um, if that makes sense. So mm. in Sonic, in Sonic Three, they moved into the example I can think of off the top of my head was Ice Cap Zone. It's the fifth zone in Sonic Three, which she then move into Launch Base Zone, and the very first bit of Launch Base, the the ground has got snow on it, and then it then peters out because you're then in the Launch Base itself, as if these two zones are literally sat right next to each other. And I thought yeah. little tension detail like that was was great. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're on a journey. Mm. And I said to you when you when you voiced that off mic i said to you that i can completely appreciate that because one of the things that but alex kid as we've as we've talked about in the past alex kid was a, a mainstay of my gaming as a very young child that has in between each level that has um that has a map that pops up and it shows you your little alex avatar moving from place to place from each, from level to level so you can see from the beginning of the game from the very beginning of the game before you start level one you can see the entire world and and as you progress through you can see how everything lines up the levels as well as you said sort of about sonic sonic 3 having those transitions there are those sorts of transitions in in um in alex kid as well oh, nice. i'm not i'm not saying that yeah i'm not saying that alex kid you know was doing the same as sonic 3 5 years before or anything but it was okay uh, awkward it, it, but what i'm really saying is i can appreciate your point there uh, because that really the the sense of a journey yeah. In those early games, people maybe wouldn't appreciate that now, but then, and looking back on it, it certainly is something that I appreciate. The, the big override negative for the game really is the thing that we keep there coming back Sonic. to. No. The thing we kept coming back to in Sonic 1 as well is the fact that the game is marketed around speed, and that's what Sonic is known for, and then the levels don't let you do that. It, the game is designed to thwart speed. 
Yeah. It feels very much at odds with what you think of when you think of Sonic. That is what I mean when I say it's a Sonic game because all of them do that. There's, there isn't an embracing of... Sp- I say that. Some of the 3D ones, so I think Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, they they try and get out of that and it's all about speed. But then the 3D ones have their own problems. Aside and I from always that. felt with those that you're then just watching a cutscene essentially and pressing left or right and jump. And then that's just boring. That's the sort of thing that I was alluding to when I said they have their own problems. I wasn't right. going, going to go into the details. Soz. It's all right. The 2D Sonic games, they all of the marketing is about speed, and then all of the game is about stopping you from going fast. Mm. The, the the perfect example that you mentioned in Hilltop Zone, which is I think the fifth, maybe sixth zone in in the game, you've got these seesaws where there's a, a weight on one of the seesaw, and you have to jump on the other to make it bounce up, and then wait for it to come down to send you hurtling up. There's nothing about speed with that, is there at all? It can take about fifteen seconds to get up to 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 get yourself to the height that you need to be to get to a place that you, you have to, to get to. Did you have to keep bouncing it? from one to the other to get yourself yeah, higher up and yeah. swapping over yeah it's an interesting mechanic it's an interesting idea but it's not necessarily one for a sonic game in my view it's just ridiculous what one of the things <laughs> that, was... that we keep going through this and th- these sonic games there are so many there are so many problems with sonic games as far again as far as i'm concerned so many get problems with sonic games and it really all comes down to the tension between what the developers tell you they want and what the developers actually implement in the game. Because, yeah, it all comes down to that. It really does. One of the things they actually wanted to implement, and I'm really glad they didn't, was when you're travelling really, really quickly and you come to a wall, that Sonic would actually take damage when you hit a wall because that would be what would happen in real life. And I'm really glad they didn't because that would have stunk. It would have stunk because there were so many instances where that happens. The, yeah. the lead-in to the end of Chemical Plant Zone 2 is exactly that. You are going fast, right to left, and then you get to a point where there's just a wall. And you're going so fast that there's no... there's no. It's just a bang. It's, you just smash into the wall, and that's how they stop you. And then you, you have to wait for those, a, a set of those steps to lower very, very yeah. slowly. And then you move left to right again um, towards Eggman. It, at best, it's clunky. At best, it's a clunky way to bring you to a stop. At worst, it's just shit. <laughs> So, uh, kind of linked to that really as well. Uh, Casino Night Zone, not very good. No, I, I just I, I felt playing it. I felt that I wasn't in control. That I was just watching Sonic pinging around all over the place. And when he's hitting things as well, it's very difficult to um, get a sense of where he's going to spring off to from from one thing to another because of the shape of the things you're bouncing off. I just I found it all very abstract, and, and it was it was notably the those two acts of Casino Night were the ones that I've spent the longest trying to complete by far notably too those are the get those are the levels that i always wanted to get to when i was younger i think they're the ones that were they were it was also in all dancing these are the ones that they're unique i guess yeah i i think there's there's an element of that i think the novelty aspect yeah. and and the funness uh for a youngin of bouncing here there and everywhere maybe was behind it i can't really remember why it was but they de- it definitely was something that i strive to do to get to casino nights then actually playing them was a frustrating nightmare most of yeah. the time and and i'm 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 talking then i remember really not liking wanting to get there 
getting there and then not enjoying it and then <laughs> and then making the same mistake over and over again in future playthroughs maybe this time it'll be why. fun maybe this time it'll be fun yeah exactly <laughs> like and other people being the same like friends and and family members that i played sonic the hedgehog with those people being similarly sort of excited about getting to casino nights but it's just it's it's just not good is it i mean that is an interesting aspect as well in that keith stewart uh article that i alluded to or, or actually quoted from in the first half he talks about yuji naka's inspiration one of one of them being pinball and that being sort of a little bit avant-garde or off the beaten track in terms of motivations and inspirations for for computer games and this is just the this is the essence of, of that motive that inspiration boiled down to its source completely and when you do that it, it turns out like it's it turns out that it's not it's not a very good inspiration to have is it if one to play pinball not, i would play a pinball game there are some very good pinball games now Pokemon pinball. in fact as we well know pokemon pinball is very good as we well know Sonic's pinball. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's frustrating. There are elements of frustration in that. I think I remember was experiencing those. It's, it's a pinball game. It's designed as a pinball game. That was a good pinball that. game. Came with, was it Windows XP? With the little spaceman. The light was light, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah. Right, to wrap up then, I'll do a bit of blurb about the, the legacy of Sonic 2. Uh, we, we didn't talk about the first half about Knuckles, the fact that if you put Sonic 2 into Sonic and Knuckles using the lock-on technology, you could then play through as Knuckles. When I looked it up on how long to beat, the version with Knuckles is half the length for whatever really? reason. An hour and a half, it says, to get through that. Is that because Knuckles has some ways of, and means to do things that Sonic can't, like climbing up walls and things, taking shortcuts? I remember completing it as Knuckles once, and it was, in fact, it was Chemical Plant Zone, which we talked about a few times, that climbing up and finding ring boxes hidden on top of big columns, for example. Yeah, I remember you saying about that. I'm assuming they must have been added in via the code of Sonic and Knuckles. After the fact. What would have been the point of putting them in the first game? Because you could never have got them as Sonic, but I I don't know. I I, I didn't work at STI. I was... uh, I was five when this game was being developed. I don't remember it, whether it was any easier or harder, to be honest, playing through his knuckles. No, I mean, that's a question in of itself. In terms of why the length would be half the length of... Because he's not twice as fast. No, he's, he's slower, so but assuming, he can glide, which would make bigger distances across levels easier. Maybe, yeah, maybe he can traverse things in that way. He can climb and glide, so maybe it's climbing mm. and gliding. We'll play Sonic 2 with knuckles at some point, so uh, we'll be able to find out there. Shove off. We don't need to play Sonic the Hedgehog 2 twice. Yes, we do. Why would we do that? Different Why? gameplay style. In fact, on that note, we didn't we didn't play through as Tails either, did we tonight? That's a shame. No, but I think that we know what we'd what we'd expect from It'd that. be the same, wouldn't it? Uh, one thing that hadn't changed is that's that Tails just kept getting lost in my game. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. He was largely absent when I was playing. Yeah. He did help out in boss battles though, which was nice. Yeah, that's pretty the only time I find useful actually as well. And a few times got some rings and things, possibly. Mm. Anyway, as I said in the first half, this led to Sonic 3 and Sonic CD and the fact that the series is still going as Ashley talks about in the first half as well. Sonic Generations has been mentioned as well. For anyone who's not aware of what that is, that came out in 2011. It was a, a greatest hits package of Sonic with classic zones from across the whole series with 
both a 2D interpretation and a 3D interpretation with the classic Sonic and the modern Sonic. So classic Sonic was this, as we talked about, this this stockier version of Sonic. It went through these 2D versions and then the modern Sonic went through the, the 3D versions. Um, that included Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic 2. And the 3DS version had Casino Nights. I never played the 3DS version of Sonic Generation, so I, I don't know The PlayStation 3 version had Casino Nights as well. Did but it? it was as a, yeah, I think it was as a pre-order bonus or something oh, like that. Okay. And we, we actually have the Casino Nights version of Sonic Generations. Do you remember anything about it? What do you mean? About what? Casino Nights or about yeah, Sonic Generations? Yeah, yeah, about Casino Nights specifically. Not really, no. Sorry. Forgettable then. Not about it. Well, the whole game was, that was the problem, wasn't it? That Sonic Generations had a lot of... It, you talked about the Sonic Cycle. I don't know whether that was off mic. Yeah, it was. It's why we were playing. The Sonic Cycle, in a nutshell, and correct me, please, if I'm wrong, is that... A new Sonic game is rumoured. Everyone gets excited. A new new Sonic game is announced. Everyone gets even more excited. A new Sonic game is released. Everybody rages and says (laughs) how disappointed and sad they are. And then... The cycle begins again. Yeah, that, that essentially, yeah. If you've got your y-axis is, is height, your x-axis is time, y- your line builds and builds and builds and builds, and then suddenly just plateaus and plummets. Even plateaus just plummets just straight away. That is exactly at least my experience for Sonic Generations. I thought Sonic Generations is actually doing something interesting with the Sonic brand, and I'm quite interested in what it might do. And then it came and it was a bit of a half-assed, lackluster affair. And so I didn't really play it as much as I wanted. I I bought it for Hannah for Christmas because she's more Sonic-based than I am. Her her family had the Mega Drive in the house, whereas I didn't. I I sort of played them uh, at my cousins or at my friends or whatever. So they were sort of these mystical machines that existed elsewhere and were quite special. Hannah had them in her house and therefore for her they were quite special and Sonic is, is... Sonic is her thing. And Sonic Generations, I think she was quite disappointed with herself as well because uh, neither of us really, really played it very much. I played through quite a lot of it and just, just got disinterested towards the end. I remember there was one boss battle in particular that was very, very frustrating and I mm. banged out at that point. You've already mentioned Sonic Mania as well. Uh, Sonic Mania was essentially, again, a bit of a greatest hits compilation of the, the, the core 2D classic Mega Drive Sonic games, uh, Chemical Plant and Oil Ocean from Sonic 2 both appeared in Sonic Mania. Uh, if anyone hasn't played Sonic Mania, it's well worth a, a, a look. They weren't the original levels, though, were they? They were no. rejigged, yeah, redesigned, re- reinterpreted. And Sonic Mania, again, this comes with the caveat that I'm not, I don't know if you've realized, the, mass, the, the biggest Sonic fan. Um, but Sonic Mania is probably the best iteration of Sonic that's ever been made. It was made by... It started off as a fan project that Sega had the wherewithal to make official. And then the people uh, that made it did the best job that anyone has done for a long time with the Sonic brand. I was looking, as you gathered from the beginning of this episode, I was looking at sales figures. And the sales figures, though, for Sonic Mania might explain why a Sonic Mania 2 is not happening. Because we've, we've asked ourselves that a few times. And Sonic Mania sold a million copies across all platforms, which it's not bad. It's not it's not like the worst thing in the world, but it's also not, I think, what they wanted. At the same time, Sonic Lost World, I'm looking now, Sonic Lost World in 2013, 710,000 copies. Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, 
620,000 copies. Sonic Generations, 1.85 million. Blimey. So, yeah. So many released for everything as well. And then it got it was re-released with added content too. Yeah. So to even get 1 million. There, there was a, a news report just before Christmas actually saying that Sonic 2, Sonic Mania 2, sorry, had been touted and then was cancelled because they could decide there wasn't enough interest in it. And that set yeah. their sales figures might explain that. Might be why. It's a shame because it's the best thing that Sonic have done. Uh, that Sonic, I was going to say the so- that Sonic team have done, but it, the whole point is it wasn't Sonic team. The whole point it is it was Sonic it was team. writing the wrongs that uh, had been, that had been Sonic done to team Sonic. Had in, yeah, yeah. A Master System and Game Gear version of Sonic Two was also released in November 1992, developed by a completely different team, and it wasn't a similar situation to what happened with Sonic One. It was a different game entirely. It just happened to also be called Sonic Two. Is that the one with the hang glider? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's the one that my cousin had on the Game Gear that we played behind the sofa at my nana's because that was the only place we were allowed to plug the Game Gear in. <laughs> Behind the sofa, yeah, like wedged between the wall and the uh, the sofa itself. But yeah, no, there was a there, bit of there space were no other plugs in the house at all. I, it was the only plug we were allowed to use. I don't know why. I can't remember why. I, I'm not going to ask because that's the sort of question that gets me in trouble. But um, yeah, I distinctly remember playing it behind the sofa in my nana's house with my cousin. It's been featured on loads of Sonic and Sega compilations and it's been ported to pretty much everything ever. Sonic 2 is currently available on Switch Online, for example. It's £3.99 on Steam. It's also available on Google Play and iOS. The iOS remaster was released in December 2013 and was developed by Christian Whitehead, who was the person who then went on to to make Sonic Mania Mm. after Sega kind of gave them the keys to the kingdom, I guess, with, with this one and with the Sonic 1 remaster as well. Um, he had to develop this game from scratch, uh, but there were lots of enhancements made to Sonic 2, the, the iOS remaster, uh, for example, including Knuckles. The Hidden Palace Zone that was cut was then reintroduced. Uh, oh, it's, the, it's the only place it's ever been playable. There was also a kind of link back to what we've just been talking about earlier about the, the sense of scale. He added in a post credit scene that shows the Death Egg landing on Angel Island, which is what happens at the start of, Ang- of Sonic 3. And it kind of shows that progression from across the two games. Oh, that's a nice touch. I really yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so as well. Final point then is when I was doing my research for this, Googling Sonic 2, the game doesn't come up anymore because the film comes up instead. Sonic 2 is due for release April of this year. Uh, had a working Lucky ti- everybody. Had a working title of Emerald Hill and will include Tails uh, as well, just a title with being Sonic 2. Also, we'll have Knuckles 2. Uh, the trailer yeah. looks pretty good, I think. Uh, I couldn't care less. The first film... The first film wanted to be Detective Pikachu, which is a stonker. That is a, a fantastic film. Yeah, it is. Very well realised in every single way. I think so, I think Sega or whoever made it just thought, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll have our turn then. And, <laughs> and absolutely drove it into the floor. It was shocking. And I'm not talking about all of the nonsense that happened before where everyone was saying, oh, Sonic doesn't look like Sonic or, or whatever. I'm not about the actual film, the actual product, the end product. It was just so dry, so so one note, so boring. Sonic, the character of Sonic was shit. Seven really out of ten. Bad. Three out of a million. <laughs> there you go. We needed to shift the, the the parameters, the spectrum there. Yeah, a little bit to make that really fit. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. It was. It was one of. Okay. The, it was one of the the Serviceable. better video game movies, which admittedly isn't a particularly 
great playing field. Yeah, I I'm at a loss as to think of any other ones except maybe Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, it says Pikachu top of my head for now. Definitely much better. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's very good because that, they they thought about it as a film, not as a way to revive a franchise. Well, just, uh, just putting it out there. Right, uh, there we go. Sonic Two. Then, thank you for for being on Ashdale. I'm glad that you had a bit of a, a bit of a, a revelation during that, and thought actually it was all mm. right. Will you go no, back to it? It was though? okay. It, it was oh, no. I obviously won't. I think no. I've said that about four times. You have um, in in roundabout ways in this half. Um, it ha- has just occurred to me that I might be forced in one way or another because it just it I I was I was probing you in the mid break while we were playing as to what the game into its time will be on the game gear and it just it literally has just occurred to me that it might be just like you to like you'll get a little weird thrill from going hey we're playing sonic the hedgehog 2 on the game gear and we're gonna just play sonic the hedgehog 2 twice is that what's happening that's what's happening well, isn't it it's always nice to do things that's you know, what's happening, isn't keep, it? Keep keeping it even. Outrageous. You need to rethink your plan. You're a bad man. That's what you're going to do, isn't it? That's what you're doing. No comment. Oh, your face. Well, you're doing a, a lovely Mario game next week, aren't you, though? So that, that should hopefully bring you some joy. Hopefully. I might. I might. I might not do a Mario game now. I might just do what you're doing and do a lovely shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that might not be very nice for people to listen to, though. I will send it to you in a post box. In a box. I will send it to you, and I will request it back. I'll ask it to be returned after the episode next week, and then I'll send it to you again in two weeks' time. Well, I That's look forward I to that. Okay, but, good. Okay, so thank you, everyone, thank you, everyone, for listening. As we just said, it will be a Mario game next week, and then maybe Sonic Two on the game the week after. Who knows? You're Thank you again for listening. If you haven't already, uh, come and join us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you could like, share, subscribe, rate, and review as well, we'd really appreciate it. Yes, please. Sorry, Ash, she's too Thank sulking. Thank you, bye. I am sulking, yeah. <laughs>